Well, today is the final sermon in the series, Stop, Look, and Listen. I should have told Gene there's actually a train whistle that should blow when that comes up. But anyway, stop, look, and listen. So why are we studying 2 Peter? Because it was written to a group of Christians who were struggling with persecution and suffering. And we saw that in Peter's first letter. And in his second letter, we find that there's been some dissension in the ranks. Some people were starting to follow some false teachings and some heresies. And Peter is emphasizing to the Christians the importance of knowing the word of God. In fact, 15 times in these three chapters, Peter emphasizes the word knowing and knowledge of the Word of God. Another point that Peter emphasizes many times is the need to remember the Word of God. Remember the things that you were taught. Remember, remember, remember. And boy, you know what? We need that in our lives, don't we? Because there are times that we get caught up in what's happening that we need to remember, remember what the Word of God says. So the theme of Second Peter, as we've been looking at it, is a pretty simple one. It's folks, grow up. Grow in maturity. Know the Word of God. Because... There's heretics out there. There are people that are trying to move you away from the truth of the Word of God to follow their heresies. But Peter says, be careful. Be careful because there's a better day coming, folks. There's a better day coming when we will be in heaven. So when these false teachers start saying their sweet words, and those false teachers start to make it look so enticing to fall away from what we know is the truth, Peter says, be diligent. Be diligent to stand firm. So we're going to take a look at 2 Peter chapter 3 today. So if you have your Bibles, open up to 2 Peter chapter 3 or turn on your device and find 2 Peter chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible, you, maybe you can find one in the chair rack in front of you. It's page 1896. We'll take you to 2 Peter chapter 3, page 1896 in the Bibles there. Let's take a look at the first couple of verses in 2 Peter chapter 3. He says, dear friends, again, he's writing to Christians that he wrote a first letter to them. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them, look at this, as reminders, as reminders to stimulate you to wholesome thinking. I want you 
to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Again, Peter's like, remember the word of God. Remember what you were taught. Remember the word of God. First, he says, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. Verse 4, they will say, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forgot that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and with water. By water also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and the earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. Peter says, look, guys, there are people that are going to come and say, hey, you've been talking about Jesus coming back. Where is he? How come he hasn't shown up yet? What, did he fall asleep? Or maybe you're believing in something that is not true. Did you ever think about that? I tell you what, you kids heading off to college, you're going to hear that a lot. How can that be true? It, it hasn't happened yet. Let me tell you how we know it's true. Because there is evidence for the flood. And that was predicted. And what are you going to do with Jesus? What are you going to do with a man who claims to be God who does all these miracles that's been recorded by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four different writers, four different people writing at different times, all saying the same thing. And, and by the way, these writers who wrote about those miracles, people were still alive when they wrote those letters, those, um, those documents about Jesus and his miracles. If, if that wasn't true, how come people didn't dispute that? Because people were still alive. They read those documents. How come they didn't say, well, that wasn't true. I was there. Or my grandparents were there. Or, my parents were there. I, I, that never happened. No, see, you don't find that. Because what they wrote was absolutely true. So what are you going to do with Jesus? A man who said, I'm God. A man who performed miracles. A man who said, you know what? Um, I'm going to die, but in three days I'm going to rise again. And he actually does it. You know, if, if what he said was true there, <laughs> we better sit up and take notice of everything else he said because it just might be true too. And Peter is saying, the word of God is true. We need to take notice of what the holy prophets have said and what Jesus has said. And as those people are scoffing and making fun, not true, it's not going to happen. 
remind those scoffers of the flood. How are you going to deny the flood when there is so much evidence that the flood actually happened? You know what? If that is true, there might be some other things that are true as well. Verse 8. But do not forget this one thing. There you go. Remember. Remember this is what the Word of God says. Oh, wait. Don't forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. I thought that was math class for me. A day was like a thousand years. Sorry, Renee, probably not your math class, but the math class that I was in. Peter's saying, you know, yeah, there are going to be scoffers that are coming. They're going to make fun of what you believe in. But just remember, folks, that with the Lord, he doesn't operate in our time frame. The Lord is what we say is transcendent. He is above our time and our space because he is God. God doesn't operate according to our clocks. He says, look, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Peter's saying, you know, it's a good thing that the Lord is slow in coming back because that is giving more and more people the opportunity to get saved, to believe in Jesus as their Savior. So Peter's saying, look, it's okay. It's okay that it hasn't happened yet, but it will come. It will come. He also says, back in verse 7, it says, by the same word. By the same word that God used to flood the earth, that same word is also going to destroy the earth by fire. And also, it's going to bring about judgment and destruction for ungodly people. So you can count on that happening because Peter is emphasizing that same God is using that same word to say, I created this, now I am going to destroy this. Count on it. It's going to happen. And you know, today is a lot like the days of Noah, too, because as we find in the days of Noah, uh, well, Luke 17. Luke 17 says this just as it was in the days of Noah, in fact, Jesus is speaking here. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so will also be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, being given in marriage 
up until the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed all of them. See, people are going to be carrying on their lives, not caring what is happening. They're going to be continuing just living just the way they are without taking any warnings or advice for what is coming in our future. We're going to hear a lot of that. It's not going to happen. It's not true. If it hasn't happened yet, it's not going to happen. Peter says, by the same word that God said, the floods are going to happen. It's the same word that's going to destroy the world in the end. But look, don't worry. If it hasn't happened yet, it's all right, okay? It's all right. Because God operates above our time frame. Just because it hasn't happened yet, it's God's giving time for people to come to know Christ. Down at verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Here, Peter's saying, okay, look, the day of the Lord's going to come. You can count on it. You can bank on it. It's going to come. So, what are we doing in the meantime? As we're sitting around, as we're waiting, what, what are we going to do as we're waiting for the day of the Lord to come? Now, the day of the Lord is used a lot in the Old Testament and even in three, three places in the, the New Testament, four places in the New Testament. Um, the day of the Lord usually refers to some type of judgment. So when you see the phrase, the day of the Lord, know that it's talking about a time of extraordinary, miraculous intervention of God into our human history. And that usually is for the purpose of judgment. If you look at the Old Testament... For the Jews, the day of the Lord happened during Jeremiah's day because they were taken away captive by the Babylonians. But the day of the Lord's also mentioned the New Testament, that it's going to happen sometime in the future as well. So the day of the Lord is going to come. And he says, like a thief, we don't know when. It's going to be a surprise. It's going to come. It says, the heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. We can do that because we know the Word of God. We have the Word of God. And as we saw in chapter 1, God has given us everything we need to live a holy and blameless life. We have 
all the resources, all the supplies to be godly people. Verse 12, as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Yeah, we're looking forward to the day of the Lord because that means we're going to be in heaven. Let's read on. It says, That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. Verse 13. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Ah, we are looking forward to that time when it's going to be new heavens and a new earth, an earth that no longer has its curse, a place where sin is gone, a place of absolute perfection. We're waiting expectantly for that to happen. So I was thinking about this this week, that we are looking forward. You know, we're keeping with the promise that there's going to be a better day. I can't help but think of Jason and Allison Breckbill because they're waiting expectantly for their first child. They have made plans. They have done what they need to do to get ready for this child that's not here yet, but they've worked on it. They've prepared. They've made plans because they know it's coming. They know it's coming. And that's what Peter is saying that's how we, we need to live. We need to live with that expectation that it's going to happen any day. It can happen at any moment where we're going to experience heaven. Get ready for it. Live in that moment that it could happen at any time. Friends, there's a better day coming. And as we are waiting expectantly, Peter says, live godly lives. Live holy and godly lives. Because Christ has given us everything to live that way. So live with an expectation. Looking forward to that new heaven, and new earth. Verse 14, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Well, it's interesting that Peter throws that in there. It says, spotless live, spotless and blameless, and at peace with him. Are your sins all forgiven? Are you living in such a way that when he comes back, he is happy with what you are doing, with what you are involved with? Live spotless, blameless, and in such a way that you are at peace with God. 
verse 15 says, bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. There we go. Go back to what he said earlier about, hey, just because it hasn't happened yet, God is being patient. The Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. Let's park there for a little bit. Peter, in fact, this is the only place in the New Testament where we have one writer who's quoting a man who also wrote Scripture. Peter's saying, okay, hey, look, you have seen Paul's writings. You have known about Paul's writings. So obviously, the letters that Peter has written are the same people that Paul has also written to. So it could have been the Galatians, Thessalonians, Ephesians, Philippians. It could have been all of those people. It says, bear in mind, oops, said, uh, bear in mind that our Lord's patient means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote, you with the wisdom that God gave him. Peter's saying, what Paul wrote came from God. What word do we use to say that? If it came from God, what's that word that we use? Inspiration, right? Paul, or Peter is saying here that Paul's writings are inspired by God. Take note of that. Paul's writings are inspire, inspired by God. I also like what he added on here when he said Paul's writings uh, were the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand. Amen, amen, and amen. Absolutely. I am so glad that Peter points out that, you know what? Some of those things are kind of tough that Paul wrote about. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Peter again is saying, be careful how people are distorted Distorting the Word of God. That's why Peter, over and over and over again, some 14 times, talks about knowing the Bible. But then just not knowing the Bible, but as we saw over and over again, he talked about remembering what you have been taught. Do not forget what you were told. This is what the Word of God says. Then verse 17, therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard. Some translations say, be diligent, but be on your guard. Why? <laughs> because, as he said, scoffers are going to come. People are going to try to teach heresies that take away from the truth that is found in the Bible. 
be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It says, continue to grow. Continue to grow to know the Word of God. We are to grow in two ways. We are to grow in the grace of God. So what does that mean, growing in the grace of God? I can understand what it means we say, know, um, know in the knowledge of our Lord, but what does it mean to grow in the grace of our Lord? Well, I think that what Paul is saying here involves our character, because Knowledge involves our mind. Knowing involves our intelligence, our mind. When he says grace, I think he's talking about our character. How we respond to that knowledge. What we do in dealing with other people. So I think Paul is, or Peter is saying two things. <laughs> Grow in the grace, have it affect your character, who you are, how you act, but also grow in the knowledge so that you have the facts about God as well. Then he ends with, to him be glory, both now and forever. There's a better day coming, folks. There's a better day coming for all of us. But in the meantime, we've got to put up with a bunch of scoffers. We've got to put up with people who are going to try to discredit what we believe. They're going to make fun of us. And Peter's saying, go ahead, let them. Because they can't deal with the facts of the truth of the Word of God. How are you going to deny the flood? And if God, by his word, made that happen, you can believe that when God said that the earth would be destroyed by fire, that's going to happen too. And by his word, he will create a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness for all of us who are believers in Jesus can't get any better than that. That's why we sang so many songs about heaven today, because that's where we are headed. It's going to happen. And again, I go back to Jesus. Um, he told his disciples at the Last Supper, hey, I am going to prepare a place for you. You know what? If Jesus said that, I, I can bank on that fact. That that is exactly what is happening, even right now. That he's preparing a place for us. There's a better day coming. But in the meantime, no, it's going to get kind of rough. It's going to get kind of difficult. 
but hold firm, hold fast, be diligent to hold on to the truth of the Word of God. To help all of us hold on to the truth of the Word of God, we're reformatting our small groups so that starting in September, what we like to do is take the Sunday morning topic, take the Sunday morning theme, and come up with some discussion questions. And so as you meet with your small groups, you will be dissecting the sermon. You'll be dissecting what Pastor Jesse was talking about and taking what he said to a deeper level so that you know the truth, so you can have a firm grasp on the truth. I am really excited about this because I see us all working together on the same topic, the same theme. So as we're talking about in Sunday school, so no matter who you talk to, you can all be talking about the same thing because that's what we'll be doing in our small groups, talking about what the sermon was about and taking it to a deeper level so that we have a firm grasp on the Word of God. And if your small group gets stuck on a question, it's like, you know what, as we're discussing this, we still don't get it. We, we still are struggling with it. You know what, you can ask Pastor Jesse the questions that you're stuck on so that he can address them in future sermons. I mean, I'm just super excited about this because it's going to be cool that we're all working on it together. It's going to be cool that we're going to be talking about it in small groups and to see our spiritual maturity of our church grow. I am, I am just excited because I think God's going to take this and use it in a powerful way in our church. Sunday school is a great place, too, to learn. We had an awesome discussion this morning about what it means to spur one another, encourage one another along in their Christian life. And it was, it was a great discussion. So I put a plug-in for small groups. I put a plug-in for Sunday school. So be part of it so you can have a firm handle on the truth of the Word of God. Peter said, stop, stop listening to the false teachings that are out there. Look, look at what God has given us in the Word of God. He has given us His truth. And listen, there's a better day coming for all of us. Hang in there. Hold on. Be diligent. Be in your guard. But there's a better day coming for all of us who are believers in Jesus Christ. That's 2 Peter 1, 2, and 3. I hope you enjoyed the study as much as I did because it was an encouragement to me to make sure that I understand the Word of God on a deeper level. Let's pray. God, thank you for your truth. 
that is found in the Word of God. Thank you that we know for certain that it is true. Because we have so much evidence of things that have happened in the past that have taken place exactly as they were foretold. And as Peter pointed out, if God foretold that the world was going to be destroyed by flood and it happened, you can be sure that the world can be destroyed by fire because there's a new heaven and a new earth that's going to be created. Thank you for those facts. Thank you for the fact that there's a better day coming for all of us. So help us to be diligent in our study, to be diligent in our life, to be holy and blameless as we live for you, God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Steve, for bringing us the word this morning. This last song we're going to sing is called We Will Dance. So stand with us as we sing um, a song about the day that is coming. We get to celebrate.